Hello friends, I hope you're keeping really well today and gearing up for summer vacations to kick in. Welcome to episode 189 of the Find Your Model Health podcast, the podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and body goals and understand how their body really works. I am your host. I am a fitness and nutrition expert, biohacker, and certified iridologist. And in case you didn't know, my name is Shemaine Linney. So I'm very happy to have you back with me for another episode, and I hope you find this episode very helpful. We're discussing hemorrhoids, and hemorrhoids is not something to be embarrassed about. It's actually way more common than people realize. But before I go on, I must remind you that the information in these podcast episodes should not be taken as medical advice and used for informational purposes only. Please consult your health care practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. And um, another disclaimer. If you hear a lot of birds singing or chirping in the background, it's because birds have decided to nest in my oven air vent or fan vent. I'm not sure what Canadians call it, but they're in there and I just can't wait for them to grow up so they will move out. We tried to get them out. It's not working. Even when I turn the air or the fan on, it doesn't make a difference. They, they don't care. So they're in there chirping all day, every day, nonstop. And as much as I'm an animal lover, it's pretty annoying at this stage. So anyway, moving on to um, a more health-based topic. Hemorrhoids. What are hemorrhoids? How do we fix them? What causes them? Let's get into it because it's really, really common. And of course, it, it can be an embarrassing topic. And I know why people would be embarrassed, but really people shouldn't be embarrassed embarrassed when we look at the body as a system and taking care of it and hey this will happen if you don't take care of your body there's not a lot to be embarrassed about because we all have bodies and they all will react in some way or another if we don't take care of them so hemorrhoids are swollen veins and they're usually located around the anus or in your lower rectum it's guesstimated that about 50% of adults experience the symptom of hemorrhoids by age 50, but I say guesstimated because a lot of younger people do get hemorrhoids, even more so than are recorded. Many people have the symptoms of hemorrhoids, but they think nothing of it. They think maybe it was just something they ate. They don't go to see their doctor, so they don't get a definite diagnosis. So then, of course, we have this percentage of the population that has hemorrhoids but they haven't got the diagnosis so the numbers are only guesstimates they're not totally accurate so we would guess that it's a lot more than the numbers that we are given out by the world health organizations or any of our other kind of health supports or institutes so hemorrhoids can either be internal or external internal hemorrhoids develop within the anus or rectum but it's the external hemorrhoids that usually call cause us the most trouble so those develop outside the anus and you might also have heard them called piles so that is another name um these external ones they're the most common ones and those are the most troublesome ones so these are the ones that cause the pain 
and the itching and the swelling um, and they make it just really uncomfortable. They make life uncomfortable. But like I said, they're really, really common and this episode hopefully is going to educate you on it so you can fix it so you don't have to live in an uncomfortable situation forever. So some of the symptoms of hemorrhoids are going to be, um, well, really, I, I think the most obvious ones for people are going to be having um, pain when passing bell movement. So having a bell movement, and it can be a severe ouch, feels like razors passing through your rectum, or um, a burning sensation, so it can be quite painful. So those painful bowel movements, I would say, would be the first indicator that people should go, uh-oh. Then if you see blood on the toilet paper or tissue after you wipe, that's going to be a sign, If especially if the blood is like spotted and fresh red, that's usually an indicator that either there is a hemorrhoid there or maybe a fissure or something. But um, next would be extreme itching around your anus or irritation or pain, um, moistness or dampness around your anus as well generally is a sign that something's going on there and that there is inflammation and we have this kind of leakage or even sweating going on. But fecal leakage is also another symptom. As gross as that sounds, yes, that is a symptom of hemorrhoids. And although hemorrhoids are painful, they're not generally life-threatening and they can go away on their own with or without treatments. Um, of course, I'm going to advocate for the natural approach and natural treatment, but um, it really depends on how fast you want them to go away or not because they can be very painful and if that's the case, you're going to want them to go away by the next day because it can really give a person anxiety around having a bowel movement and you have to work yourself up to it and people will find that they'll brace themselves, maybe their breathing will get exacerbated, the heart rate will increase. Like It can be somewhat traumatic when you have hemorrhoids trying to have a bowel movement. Um, so but if you ever do have a lot of bleeding, I mean, or even any bleeding, everyone's going to be individual, or especially black bell movements, you should go see your doctor. So I, I think after this episode, some people that might find a bit of spotting and they have a sore rectum, they'll say, okay, hemorrhoids, I better get my act together. But if it's a lot of blood and it's a lot of black blood or darker blood in your bowel movements, then you really should go to see your doctor because that may not just be um, internal hemorrhoids, that may be something a lot worse. So what causes hemorrhoids? Well, I know many of my followers listening now, you're probably going to laugh or roll your eyes, one or the other, when you hear me say this. One of the main causes of hemorrhoids, it is inflammation. Inflammation usually causes everything, and I know I sound like a broken record when I talk about inflammation, but inflammation is usually playing a big part in hemorrhoids. How that inflammation is being caused, we don't know. We would have to analyze, is it coming from your food? Is it coming from alcohol? Is it coming from just not keeping the area clean? It could be coming from different things, antibiotics, um, medication. Um, but also, 
straining during having a bowel movement, especially if you're constipated, trying to push out that waste or putting pressure on the bell, so straining, that will cause the blood vessels to get damaged and cause a hemorrhoid to pop its ugly head up, dare I say. Sitting for a long time, especially on the toilet, people don't think this, especially nowadays, and especially as moms, I think are terrible for this, because usually the only time we get a break is in the bathroom, and even at that, you're lucky if you get a break in the bathroom, so then we might take our phone in and spend an extra few minutes just kind of taking some time to ourselves, we're scrolling on Facebook, Instagram, looking at our emails, whatever it is, but that will cause us to sit on the toilet for longer. So if you are going to hide out in your bathroom, just do your business and then maybe stand up and scroll on the phone or sit on the side of the bathtub or if you have a chair in your bathroom, maybe do that. Maybe not necessarily sit on the toilet. Also, if there is a family history of hemorrhoids, that can cause... Um, a problem too. Obviously we have those genetics but with most genetics we need to turn them on and this is where that inflammation and food choices will play a part. So inflammatory foods, constant consumption of inflammatory foods can cause hemorrhoids. Um, dehydration can cause hemorrhoids. Uh, excessive wiping of the area where you're damaging the tissues and the blood vessels around the, the rectum, that can cause hemorrhoids. Not cleaning the area properly, so leaving fecal matter and waste and just not wiping yourself properly and leaving the rectum area area moist that can cause hemorrhoids as well so you can see there's a lot of things but some of these are quite like we're doing them all the time like constipation and then pushing to get the waste out especially if you're in a rush um so that's straining and then sitting on the toilet for a long period of time as well and then your inflammatory foods like your corn your legumes your beans your whole grains alcohol um not cleaning the area properly and dehydration like some of us are doing that all the time so this is going to be great for awareness for many of you there is that genetic factor like i said where hemorrhoids can be passed on genetically from a parent to a child if your parents do have hemorrhoids or your siblings you're more likely to get them um, but again that's that turning those genetic switches on and off for some people, and this is becoming more and more common, but the awareness around it is not there. And I believe I spoke about this in a previous podcast episode. The more that exercising and heavy lifting is fashionable now, and I do lift heavy, but I've always done it before it was fashionable. Um, but now we see like... Um, the whole bodybuilding industry is changing where everyone's going heavier and harder and you want to be squatting a thousand pounds and then we have our strong men but not only that we have our strong women we already know that women's blood vessels are weaker generally than men's they already have some sort of um risk of compromise there because of our estrogen because of loss of collagen every month um, because of stressors like we do have that weakness in our constituents so heavy lifting 
and constant strain, big heavy leg presses and squats and heavy deadlifts, those really can put a lot of pressure on your lower body and that can cause varicose veins in the vaginal area, it can cause varicose veins in the legs, especially if you have a propensity for weaker tissue integrity. Um, and then of course it can cause those varicose veins or hemorrhoids to occur in the anus or the rectum. So um, that's definitely something to consider because these heavy squats and leg presses and deadlifts, they're quite fashionable nowadays. And although it's cool to achieve it in the moment, let's think about the long-term implications maybe. Also another thing would be obesity, constantly carrying that extra pressure around all day, every day. And generally where obesity is present, generally a person has weaker or poorer tissue integrity and their diet's probably not great so they will have a lot of inflammation usually fluid intake or water is not great they probably have constipation as well so definitely obesity is a factor um, for whether or not you'll have or get hemorrhoids so um, and of course anal intercourse is going to if not potentially cause hemorrhoids, it's definitely going to irritate hemorrhoids. So I suppose there are main causes that would contribute to having any sort of hemorrhoids appear. You can also then get hemorrhoids during pregnancy or if there's some other issues going on with the rectum and the colon. But generally the ones I've mentioned above, those are the main causes. So if you're not going to self-diagnose based on the information in this podcast episode or Google and do your own self-doctrination, a visual examination of your anus may be enough for your doctor or medical practitioner to diagnose that you have hemorrhoids. Um, to further confirm the diagnosis, your doctor may do a different examination just to check for any abnormalities or internal hemorrhoids in your anus. So um, this is usually known as a rectal exam or a step further would be a digital rectal exam where your doctor would, um, it's strange, it's called a digital rectal exam, but they don't use anything digital. They just use their hands and they stick your, their finger up your bum. Um, but I didn't pick the names of these. Um, so depending on your risk factors for say something more serious like gastrointestinal disease or um, some sort of irritable bowel disease, your doctor might want to do an additional test like a colonoscopy. But generally if it's just hemorrhoids, they can just diagnose that pretty fast themselves. So what are your treatments though for hemorrhoids? Well, Again, not to sound like a broken record, but we're looking at anti-inflammatories for sure, for sure. So that's not just your anti-inflammatory foods and liquids, your herbs, your teas. That's also your anti-inflammatory supplements. So supplements like krill and vitamin C are going to be very, very helpful here. We know that ascorbic acid has a direct 
impact on inflammation of the intestines and the gut. So vitamin C is always a good idea. But we do see that um, a lot of relief from hemorrhoids, not just in the immediate and the acute stage, but then in the long-term stage and keeping the pain gone and the issue gone for longer. In the acute, we can see that if you have a hot bath, for 10 minutes, I generally don't advise more than 15 minutes in the bath. Um, a couple of times a week, that's going to give you some relief. But when you get out of the bath, you want to make sure that you're drying properly. Um, and if you can get your hands on even a really good organic clean talc, that can help, especially in that acute painful stage. I recommend, of course, that people use um, Epsom salts usually around two cups of Epsom salt per bath of hot water. The Epsom salts are not only going to be relaxing and relaxing for those anus muscles and the colon muscles even, you also then have the anti-inflammatory aspect from the magnesium too, so that can be super helpful. Then we're looking at fiber. Not so much fiber supplements because I don't recommend them too much. I prefer people do get their fiber from whole foods. And although there's contraindicating studies and research out there regarding fiber and the carnivore diet and diverticulosis and all that sort of stuff, generally from my experience, what I've seen is that a high fiber diet from apples, berries, particularly strawberries are great. Um, cucumbers, romaine lettuce, your mixed salad greens, a lot of them, like a nice bulk of them during the day is going to be good. So let's say a quarter cup of strawberries, a nice organic Granny Smith apple, some pickles maybe at lunch or cucumbers, then a nice big, big salad, about 200 grams of greens at dinner, green beans, broccoli, all that sort of stuff, cooked of course, um, if you have any sort of gut issues, you want to cook them. But they're really, really helpful on many reasons. So they feed our anti-inflammatory bacteria, but they do help reduce inflammation indirectly through micronutrients and through polyphenolic compounds, chlorophyll. But then they also help to add bulk to the stool, which then helps with the movement of your stool so you're not straining or putting as much pressure there. Like this is quite important and it does work from my experience with clients and even family members, but I won't give out the names. Um, and then there are other over-the-counter topical treatments that you can get, but I'm not a huge fan of these. You can get hydrocortisone or hemorrhoid cream. But I, I really prefer like establishing, well, what caused this, dare I say, the root cause? What caused this? Was it that you were just eating basically crap for a couple of days? Were you not taking care of yourself? Did you sit on the toilet for too long? Or did you have like a heavy leg day? Or maybe you're, you haven't showered in a week because you were so busy, so now you're anus around your rectum and all is is smelly and moist and not clean and maybe that's causing problems um so i would prefer to look at that but definitely those creams are an option if you didn't want to go down the route of those creams i do recommend um massaging some good coconut oil 
um, just around your rectum, but also if you can slightly put it inside just the entrance of your rectum, that can give a lot of people relief. It protects against moisture because it's going to put down an oily film, but it also has the whole antibacterial, antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory properties too. So that can be a good option as well. So if you're looking for something that you would directly do, you could do your hot Epsom salt bath and either then use a good organic clean talc around your rectum. Now, not too much, just a little bit to make sure it's properly dry. Or you could use some coconut oil there as well. If it's really, really bad and very, very painful, you can apply a cold compress to your anal to help reduce the pain and the swelling. Some people will go for pain relievers like ibuprofen or Tylenol or aspirin, but they're a big no for me for many reasons, but they do destroy your good health. They do destroy tissue integrity. They're just a no for me. So maybe we shouldn't do that. But I can understand if people do, because sometimes the pain can get quite bad. But let's not have the pain in the first place. Let's take care of ourselves. If things got really bad, though, you can get um, what's called a rubber band ligation. That's where the doctor will cut off circulation to the hemorrhoid by placing a rubber band on it. And generally, this causes then a loss of circulation and blood flow, and it'll force the hemorrhoid to either shrink or in some cases, it will fall off with the band. So that's one option. Um, if that's not an option, your doctor could perform injection therapy or sclerotherapy. Um, and this can be done with most veins, but I found doctors are hesitant to do it. Even um, gynecologists are hesitant to do this with women who have varicose veins in their vagina. So it is uh, if you pushed for it, maybe it is an option. But in this procedure, your doctor will inject a chemical into the blood vessel directly. And this can be done with varicose veins. And this then will cause the hemorrhoid to reduce inside, pretty much stopping and killing the blood vessel, pretty much. I'm always apprehensive about that, though. But prevention, of course, is always key. Um, so lots of fiber lots of hydration try not let yourself get constipated anti-inflammatory supplements everybody on the planet should be taking anti-inflammatory supplements at this stage especially after the last year or two that we've had most people are experiencing chronic inflammation from stress or anxiety even if they don't recognize it pretty much most people are it's one thing that i do with almost it with not almost, with all of my clients, I address inflammation. So everyone should be taking anti-inflammatory supplements and then your anti-inflammatory foods as well, like your mod biotics, your green apples are very anti-inflammatory. Cinnamon is great, ginger, turmeric, of course, your berries, your vinegars, they're all really good anti-inflammatory foods. Um, so, oh, and green tea coffee can be as well if it's a good coffee too there's a lot out there I could go on um, if you feel you need to go to the bathroom or go poop do what kids do just go no not in your pants but just head to the restroom as soon as you can don't hold your bowel movement because that is going to put more pressure on the rectum and the anus um, 
do try to exercise regularly, of course, because that helps with the movement of everything and our detoxification pathways. But just watch for your heavy, shall we say, leg days where you might be putting a lot of pressure on the lower body. Um, and then your fiber, of course, is going to be really important. Most people see a big improvement when they start adding in big salads or greens. Even into one meal a day, they'll start to see the improvement pretty fast. These foods, they are magic. They do work pretty fast. Like, they really do work pretty fast. So, um, other options would be, I like buckwheat. I like buckwheat. In my opinion, it's pretty anti-inflammatory. Pears are good. Um, Gluten-free organic oatmeal. I like that as well. So there's a lot of options out there. If you're having grains, I recommend that you have even sprouted grains or milled grains because then we've broken down their inflammatory coatings and molecules. So before I wrap this up, there are some complications that you need to be aware of. What I've noticed is sometimes talking with people based on the symptom picture they give me, say on a consultation, I'll say, you know what, I think you have hemorrhoids, but they never even thought of that ever. It didn't even cross their mind. And why would it? It's not really their job to self-diagnose. But if one doesn't know that they have hemorrhoids and they get so bad that they're like they're potentially going to have complications we need to be aware of that so one obviously is going to be blood clotting of the vein and then of course a burst vein and excessive bleeding is super dangerous so we don't want that to happen then there is the potential for an iron deficiency or anemia caused by blood loss that's not generally going to happen if you're getting a little bit of blood on the toilet paper but if you're getting a lot all day every day every time you go to the bathroom that's going to be something of concernment but really when i think of swollen veins varicose veins hemorrhoids my main concern is usually blood clots and then the the vessel bursting and then excessive bleeding, which could potentially lead to death. You could potentially bleed out. And this is the concern of mine with women that have vaginal varicose veins. If the vein burst and you were bleeding out, some women could just assume that it's a period and not recognize so it's important to take care of your body and get your checkups and make sure that everything is where it's supposed to be. The likes of hemorrhoids or varicose veins in certain parts of your body, like the vagina, that you wouldn't necessarily know about. I mean, they can be there and then you could hurt yourself. And now we've got a big problem. So it's important that we know about these. This is why checkups and follow-ups, they can be worrisome for some people. They can cause anxiety. I understand that. But I do think they're empowering. And at least if you have a diagnosis or you know what's happening, then you can take action. Then you can educate yourself and empower yourself. Um, and like reverse it or not let it happen again whatever it is or be careful with whatever you're doing so it's good to have awareness around your body but hemorrhoids are very very common this episode pretty much covers everything um that the average person needs to know about hemorrhoids how to figure out if you have some what might be causing it how to 
start addressing it or fixing it. There are some other things that can be done like suppositories and then your higher end anti-inflammatories and maybe if you have other gut issues as well we might look at enzymes or hydrochloric acid or something but this is definitely a good base this episode for you to address the problem and diagnose if you have the problem so I'm going to leave it at that I don't want to ramble too much if you found this podcast episode helpful please please share with anyone you think would benefit from it this sort of information really helps people especially on what we would consider embarrassing topics and we don't want to go to the doctor this can help empower people and let them take responsibility or help them take responsibility for their own health and potentially stop things from getting worse so please share with anyone you feel might benefit If you would like to reach out to me at all with any questions or you want me to cover a podcast topic, um, you can reach me on Facebook or Instagram at Shemaine's Model Health or through my website, that's shemainesmodelhealth.com. You can reach me there um, and I'll be happy to respond and chat with you. Um, But otherwise, thank you for joining me and giving me some of your time. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend and dare I say if you feel I deserve it and if you enjoyed this episode and the other episodes and you found them informative I would really appreciate if you could take a few minutes to leave me a review on whatever your podcast platform is these reviews really help small businesses like myself a lot they help boost um our audience they help more people see our episodes and they obviously help more people because the information is helpful but anyway have a great day and i will chat to you guys soon bye bye